International rugby coverage on the Country Sport Breakfast is proudly brought to you by Access Solutions, elevating you and your business to a higher level. On a Thursday morning, I always like talking to uh, New Zealand Herald columnist Gregor Paul. He joins us again today. Morning, Gregor. Morning. Before we get uh, your take on how you think the final of Super Rugby is going to go, you've got some thoughts on the fullback position. You wrote a column yesterday in the Herald. Uh, have they picked the best uh, fullback for the squad? Yeah, well, have they? I don't know. Mm. They haven't picked the, the player who is the best fullback in Super Rugby. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I think everybody would agree that the, the best guy was Sean Stevenson. Uh, and probably the second best guy was Will Jordan, although he, you know, he only played at the end there following injury. But uh, Sean's not in the squad, although he, he, he's kind of been dragged in as injury cover for a wee while. So, you know, look, this is a, a, a pattern that we've seen before in, in World Cup years. Uh, it's, it's the weirdest thing. You know, here's New Zealand, super smart rugby nation. They're almost a wee bit ahead of everyone else. But jeepers, it's not that hard, is it? When it comes to fullback, you just you just pick the bloke who's playing well, the best one at it. You do it with every other position. I don't quite get why you don't do it at fullback. You're dead right. I mean, Sean Stevenson, we, we all thought at the beginning of the Super Rugby season he was going to be a bolter. He scored so many great tries. Why do you think, I mean, he's still, as you said, a backup, but why isn't he in the main squad? Well, look, I think the inference from Ian Foster was that they're a wee bit wary that he's not defensively what they're after. He's not quite... And he didn't really give us the full indication because, I mean, I think you can watch Sean play and go, well, look, he's not a titanic defender. I get that. But nor is he truly awful at it either. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't quite understand, but the inference is that, you know, they've got some concerns about the way he defends. But I'm sitting there going, and I don't want to be overly cutting, but I watched that semi-final and thought, well, jeepers, I would have a few concerns about the way Caleb Clark defends, and they didn't just arise on the Friday night semi-final. They've been there for a wee while, but clearly he can run when he's got the ball. And I'm thinking, well, you make an allowance for him. He He's not a great defender, but a great attacker. Sean's the same then. You know, why, why is one guy in on that basis and the other guy's out? I don't get it. You've got the Barretts there. Your best pick is that Bodie Barrett, Geordie Barrett will be one and two with um, probably Damien McKenzie at number three, perhaps, at fullback? Well, look, probably. And, and look, you can argue that Bone, when he's played there, certainly uh, at the last World Cup, he played particularly well as a fullback. He's he's no stranger to He's actually probably played more of his all-black career in that position than he has at number 10. So he, he can clearly uh, play there. He's, he's brave. He's tough. He, you know, he, he tackles well. He goes up under a high ball. So you, you got no drama with that. He, he can make a he can make a claim to you know, to be probably up there just because he hasn't played there at Super Rugby. We know he can do it. And look, Jordy's played more of his Test career at fullback than he has at number twelve. So I suspect if something happened to Bowden, the first guy that they would look at would be Jordy. When that squad was named on Sunday night, is there any other sort of concerns you have or anybody you think should have been in the squad that isn't? Oh, look, no, not really. I'd, I'd want to say, look, I thought it was a fantastic squad. Probably the best one Ian Foster's picked. Can't have any real quibbles with it. I mean, yeah, Sean's in a mission and we've talked about that. Like, I think they've got it almost perfectly uh, balanced. It's a, it's a really good-looking squad. My only other... and Look, we're getting down to nitpicking here, so I mean, it, giving it the wrong tone and the wrong vibe because I think it's a great squad. But you've asked a question, so I'd answer it by saying, look, Brad Weber, for me, will be the other guy. 
And look, your third halfback may not play a great deal, but if he does have to play, I would probably have uh, Brad Weber ahead of Finley Christie. All right, moving on. Saturday night, FMG Stadium in Hamilton. We've got two great teams going at it. They've made their way to the final, both with sort of different outcomes. The Crusaders got there with that cruisy uh, victory in the semi, but the Chiefs had to work hard. So what are your thoughts on the final? Who's going to take the championship? Well, I'm surprised you're asking me because last week I told you the Blues were going to beat the Crusaders. So <laughs> I'm clearly not qualified to give any advice about these things. Uh Oh, look, uh, fantastic game in Prospect, I would have thought. I thought the Chiefs-Brumbies uh, game was a, t- was a terrific game. Um, look, I, I'd go with home advantage, probably, yeah. and I think the Chiefs, I mean, they've beaten them twice already. They feel confident about taking on the Crusaders. They're not intimidated by them. Uh, I like the way the Chiefs have, have dug in and fought their way through the last two rounds, which they've had to do. But jeepers, I would imagine this one, despite what I said last week, this one will be tight. This one will be tense. Yeah, I'd go Chiefs, but jeepers, it's always hard to not imagine the Crusaders are going to do something to find a way to win. Mind you, we thought the Blues, and we agreed with you, the Blues to beat the Crusaders last week. You didn't see that one coming. The Crusaders just wiped them off the park, didn't they? Well, I think the Blues wiped themselves off the park. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Crusaders were good, but... You know, the Blues went down there and were unable to you know, function in any kind of reasonable mm. or expected manner, which is clearly not what we're going to see. Oh, look, imagine it's not what we're going to see in this final. We've got two really robust teams, two teams that have played well, certainly the Chiefs all of the year, Crusaders most of the year. Too many good players on that field to imagine this is just going to blow apart in the way that the, the game in Christchurch did last week. But, and, and all the cliches that we could drag out about coming down to critical moments and who takes the opportunities, they will probably be true on Saturday night. This is a game where it will matter. I do like the control uh, that Richie Moana gives the Crusaders. I do feel that he's got the ability to to just steer them in a direction that Damian McKenzie's been huge all year. I've loved the way he's played, but different task for him on Saturday night. They might come... Moments of real discipline, real control, real tactical thinking. So we'll find out you know, where he's at in his own journey towards being the number 10 that he wants to be. Yeah, bring on Saturday night. Hey, Gregor, thanks for uh, chatting with us. Have a great week. Thank you. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.